Hey there, party, party people, party people in the house, people that party. Of course, you can't really party these days, but looks like the country's starting to open back up. Now, okay, so I'm going to lay this out for you guys. Um, I realize that I mentioned in my last podcast show, the first one, the very, the premiere of my my podcast that I will I would be talking about Profondo Rosso or more commonly known as the Hatchet Murders. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh Deep Red. One of my all time favorite Dario Argento Jello films. And actually a really significant one um for the genre. I was gonna talk about all that stuff, but man, this week has been so heavy. It's been so heart-wrenching, you know? Um, I'm talking, I'm talking, of course, about uh, Mr. George Floyd. Rest in peace. Man, this, uh, this world just won't ever change, huh? You think of all these years, all these hundreds of years of prejudice, of racism, of just hating, of, of hate. It's existed throughout all these centuries, all throughout time. And man, we just, we just hate each other, huh? And we, we can't really find creative ways to hate each other other than simply the color of your skin, you know, where you're from, the environment that you were raised in. Like, you just got to go around hating people for that simple fact that they look different from you, you know? I've experienced some racism in my life. Uh, I mean, of, of course, nothing about, nothing, nothing, nothing like what went on in Minnesota um what went on a few weeks back um you know with, with that other incident with the the gentleman that was jogging um nothing like that nothing in that kind of world right but um you know back when i was a kid i remember very vividly playing uh video games at my friend's house at the time, and one day, 
I, I go over and my friend tells me that the his landlord uh, would like it if me and my brother didn't come over. L- let me let me just sit that let that sit with you for a second. My friends, my best friend to this day. His name is Craig, but I like to call him Craig. Uh, hopefully, I'll have him on the on the show one of these days as a guest. Uh, we were supposed to actually come out with our own show along with my brother Bryce, but you know, some people just like to procrastinate and play video games and do other stuff rather than sit down and talk about some shit. <laughs> but I'm not gonna throw. I'm, I'm not. This isn't about throwing them under the bus. This is more about just experiences and whatnot. And my experience during the that particular time was my friend Craig telling me that his landlord didn't like people that looked like me coming around. So it it affected me in a way where like I, I never really thought about racism up until that point. I was maybe I want to say I was in my early teens, you know. Um, I kind of I, I went to all these different mixed schools where I never really thought of that stuff. Like you know, some of my uh, good friends back then were just all kinds of races: uh, Asians, um, black people. Uh, you know, and you know, I, I will say at the time. There weren't a lot of Latinos or Hispanics or whatever you want to call us. Uh, there weren't many Spanish people um, around. There, there were. I mean, I grew up um, in New England, and the the particular town that I grew up in, uh, Fall River. So I, I I pretty much grew up in Boston, but then we moved out to Fall River, and that's kind of where I spent a lot of my adolescent years. Um, and so. Fall River was basically full of a lot, a lot of Portuguese people. Um, just everywhere. Everywhere you look, there were, you know, uh, Portuguese people, just, you know, r- Portuguese restaurants, Portuguese culture, Portuguese everything. And my friend, Craig, <laughs> I'm just going to keep calling him Craig. I don't even care. I've always called him Craig. I understand that the correct pronunciation is Craig. But I am going to call him Craig because I just feel more comfortable calling him Craig. And I, it's funny because I know other uh, individuals whose name is Craig and I call them Craig. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. I, I, I just call this particular friend of mine who, whom I actually look at as sort of a brother. Um, we've just been so close and we've experienced so many things throughout this life. I've known him since third grade for Christ's sakes. But I just love calling him Craig. (laughs) Um, So, like, we've just, we had so many friends. And my friend Craig actually is Portuguese. He's part Portuguese and Lebanese. Um, So there was a lot of Portuguese culture uh, in the particular town that I grew up in. Um, And I got to say... Portuguese, if you've ever tried Portuguese food, like Portuguese meat pies, 
uh, Portuguese um, sweet bread. Sweet bread is like one of the greatest things in the world, especially if uh, if it's Portuguese. Um, I don't know what they what they put in that stuff, but it's just amazing. Some of the things that I miss from uh, New England, I, I live in Chicago now, so a lot of the things that I miss from New England are like I still I my head, my mind still goes to sweet bread. <laughs> because <laughs> it's hard to find around here. It's like I, I can't go into just any bakery here in Chicago and find like a good sweet bread. You know, I, I, God, I would love, I would fucking love to wake up and there'd be like bundles of sweet bread or whatever, like in front of me with my coffee. Like that would be fucking amazing. But I know you didn't tune in to listen, uh, to hear me talk about sweet bread all day. Um, so I guess the point that I'm trying to make is I grew up with a lot of diversity. So I never really looked at myself as like, oh, hey, I am Venezuelan, you know, I, or I am Latino or whatever. Like, I, I just I just grew up as an, an individual who loved horror movies and punk rock music and then rap music and hardcore music. So I grew up with all these different um likes you know like I, I really liked uh skateboarding so i really got into that and if you get into skateboarding you realize that it's it's a very diverse um activity like there's always you go to the skate park and there's a multitude of different kinds of people with skateboards and and they're all having fun and they're all kind of hyping each other up to land that you know 360 switch kick flip off the bank or whatever you know it's trying to help each other uh, progress and just just keep the stoke going, you know. Um, however, at that particular experience, when I was told from my best friend Craig um, that his landlord didn't like me coming around because of my skin color, because <laughs> I was a little darker back then, and I'm still a little dark, but my brother... Bryce, he's super dark, you know. So, I don't know, it's just, it, it hit me in a certain way where I was presented with, with like, an identity now, you know. And then it was around that time where I decided to just, like, start dyeing my hair a lot. And my go-to color for dyeing my hair was blonde. Um, and, you know, I kind of... I think at the time I covered it up with, you know, just being into that kind of style, you know, like uh, I listened to the Beastie Boys a lot and, and punk rock and I was a skateboarder. So it was it was more so like, oh, yeah, I just I like to dye my hair because this is the identity that I'm into. Like this is um, the, the the things that I'm into is part of what I'm into. You know, it's part of what I think is cool, like dyeing your hair is a very rebellious act. So like, try, try Like these days, everything is accepted. But back then it's like, I, I was holding a job, a stable job, and yet my hair would be red or blue or, or, um, you know, blonde. Um, so anyway, I look back at that and I, f I feel like I was just trying to mask who I was, you know, after that incident, I kind of looked at myself as like, less than what I thought I was, you know, because I, I was, I was not accepted at this particular place. And 
And it just made me feel like I was inferior, you know? And it's just a very tough spot to be in, you know? And, and I, you know, it, it made me envy um, people that didn't have to even worry about that kind of stuff, you know, at the time. And, and I realized it's such a small issue to have when you compare uh, to, like, being stopped from the cops, being stopped by the cops, being uh, forced out of your car and getting beaten because of the fucking color of your skin. Like, I understand, like, it's night and day, and I'm not trying <laughs> to, you know, uh, no pun intended, okay? Um, what I'm trying to say is, I empathize, 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 I empathize, (laughs) my God, I can't even fucking pronounce words here, but I empathize with that idea of just feeling inferior, you know, that simple, simple little idea of being knocked down for just simply looking a certain way, you know, and then living life like, oh my God, I don't size up to you know, this person or this person and looking at your friends differently and being like, wow, like I'm different. And I wonder if that individual has to deal with the things that I'm thinking about, you know, like it's hard enough growing up thinking about girls and, and your body changing and, and the world around you and whatnot. Now you gotta, you gotta think about like the color of your skin for fuck's sakes. You know what I mean? So, so like when you, when you take into account that was like, holy shit, it must've been in the early nineties. Now it's 2020 and we're dealing with this fucking pandemic. That's like still going on, even though the world is like the country is starting to open up again, but it's not going to be the same, you know, in that aspect, the pandemic has definitely changed things, but hasn't changed racism, you know? I was actually talking to a friend today um, about how we're supposed to social distance and and how now we are trained, right? We are programmed (laughs) to walk at least six feet away from each other, you know? I remember growing up, and there's been a couple instances, not all the time, but, and, and, you know, who knows what was going on in the individual's mind or whatever, but I'd be walking down the street with my skateboard, not skating. You know, I, I would just be like walking somewhere, taking a break from skateboard, skateboarding. And I had my skateboard in my arm and I'm walking, not mall grabbing. I never really mall grabbed unless I was going to swing it at something or, whatever, or somebody. <laughs> uh, but that's for another story. But I would be walking and like there would be an individual who, you know, was white and female. I remember this one particular time. And there was another time as well, but this one particular time stuck in my head because I kind of thought she was hot, you know. Back then I was like, ooh, like she's kind of nice looking. Um, But and then she decided to cross the street. Now she crossed the street, but she still was walking towards that direction. And then I kind of low-key looked back, and I noticed that she crossed the street again to the same side where I was on. So it just kind of made me think, like, holy shit, is this, like, is this really happening? <laughs> you know, like, is this, like, is that, is that like, 
is it weird? Like, is that fucking, what the fuck just happened, you know? And so, like, I, I, I experienced that, you know? And, and, and I'm sure um, there's a multitude of people who would never even think of anything like that. Like, that would never happen to them, so they would never occur to think of anything like that, right? But it happened to me, and then so, like, going forward, like, I never really, like, sat down and, like, talked to my friends and said, hey, dude, like, I'm experiencing this shit. Like, some girl just crossed the street and then crossed the street again just to avoid me, you know? Never really talked to anybody about that. Like, I've always kind of just held that inside. Um, And then, you know, the other couple instances were pretty similar. And, you know, who knows? Like, maybe she just, like, thought I was ugly or thought... I looked weird or, like, didn't like skateboarders or whatever. Whatever the fuck, right? But maybe you can correlate that to racism, you know? Maybe um, when you put it beside something like the pandemic and social distancing and how now we have to be apart from each other and it's looked at as sort of a... um, uh, a gesture of love because you're trying to protect your loved ones, right? What if I'm just proposing this? I don't, I'm not one of these people that believe in like conspiracy theories or whatever. Which, by the way, I got to circle around because I got to tell you guys, um, uh, my flat earther friend. <laughs> but I'll get to that. Um, when you consider that now, it's sort of like a good thing that you walk away from somebody. Like I was walking my dog the other night and I'm walking him. And then I noticed like a a couple of uh, people um, who happened to be white and they saw me coming. And it's sort of the same thing from like when that girl did the same, like they, they just like went out out of their way to walk on the lawn of other people's houses and then around me and then keep walking, you know? So it was like, but that's acceptable now, you know? Like, like it, okay, I don't know any world where that is acceptable other than this present world that we're living in because we're trying to stay away from getting sick and all that stuff. However, if that happened five years ago, two years ago, you know, a year ago, it would be a little weird, no? Like, it would be, like, shit. Like, uh, am I dealing with a racist fucking situation here, you know? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, it's just such a weird thing. Like, now it's, like, uh, it's looked at as the thing that you need to do, right? So now what if somebody somewhere out there, a group of people, the polit- political people, the the leaders of this world, or whatever, I don't even fucking know. But what if, what if... This has all been planned. Like now it's the social it's it's like socially acceptable to walk away like 6 feet away from somebody simply because you fear getting sick. You know, we we all put on masks now so we all sort of look the same. I don't know, man. It's just fucking crazy. Maybe just like staying in all the time and not not having a social life anymore is just driving me crazy but these things enter my mind and now that i'm doing this podcast thing like i I get to 
sort of spit it out there and see, you know, kick it around and, and think about stuff a little bit more. Make you think, right? That's what this whole thing is about. But anyway, getting back to the, the flat earther, because like, like, um, so I got promoted in my job, in my day job. So now, like, I, I'm in management, right? And a couple months ago, before this pandemic really hit, I was thinking of hiring an individual, and he was actually a temp that we got from a temp company. And he happened to be a really good fucking worker. Like, he was a go-getter, a quick learner. And I actually saw him as like, wow, maybe I can train this guy to be a little bit more than just a warehouse worker. Maybe he can actually be in management or a key holder or whatever, like a supervisor, right? And then, holy shit. The bomb fucking dropped, guys. He told me that he believed that the earth was flat. Now, I'm not trying to (laughs) fall back on what I just said and be prejudiced or, you know, uh, I'm not trying to discriminate against those who believe certain things, right? However... Like, it's just so crazy to me that somebody would believe that the world is flat. Now, be it as it may, right? Like, what if we live in this, this like, if you're one of these people, like, this individual also had the belief that we were living in this simulation, right? This, like, this uh, dimensional simulation and life isn't real. Like, we're all just plugged into somewhere, you know? <laughs> And that's fine, that, like, if you believe in that. Like, I, there's, okay, I will say that there's certain things that make me think about that stuff, right? I'm a huge uh, sci-fi fan. Like, I love The Matrix. I love Star Wars. I love things like that. I love to think about, oh, what if there's something else out there other than what we know here, right? But to believe that the Earth is flat, I don't know, That's that's... That's a big thing for me, you know? So I just started thinking, like, holy shit, maybe this guy is not managed material or whatever, manager material. Maybe there's a reason why he's a temp worker or whatever. I don't know. Like, I I did start thinking a little, a little discriminatory, right? Because, I don't know. Like, I, I just think the notion of the earth being flat. Now, please, please, I invite whomever out there is listening to this and thinking, you know, that, oh, yes, I do believe that the earth is flat. And you're an idiot for thinking that the earth is round. I invite you to challenge me. I really do. Like, I don't know, send me an email, um, write to me. I'm not really on Facebook anymore, so you can't really, you know, see me on there or whatever. But I don't know, like, get a message out to me. Like, send a pigeon out and get the message out to me and, and explain to me. Give me some good hard facts as far as if the world is flat or not. Like, I, I, I want to be challenged. Like, that's part of the reason why I'm doing this podcast is because I, I love to be challenged about things. And I love to talk, talk, not argue, not getting shouted at or whatever, uh, shouted at. I love to talk to people about things and, and challenge others and be challenged, right? But anyway, it's just something that really sat in my head during all this stuff, you know. Um, I don't believe the earth is flat. I believe that there's life out there in the universe. 
I do have my own religious beliefs. I grew up as a as a Catholic, and I, I did all the steps. Um, you know, I was a good Catholic boy. Uh, got married in a church. Um, so I, I, my beliefs, I will say, stretch pretty far. Like, I do believe in a lot of things, you know. I do. <laughs> I'm going to reveal this to you guys, and you guys are probably going to laugh at me. But I do believe that there's a Loch Ness Monster, okay? I don't fucking believe that that's a hoax. Like, I think that there's something in that fucking uh, water, okay? Um, whatever it is, I don't know. Like, I just don't think it's an otter that was shot a certain way or whatever. Like, I think there's something in there. And maybe there's a fucking dimensional hole or whatever, and, and it just appears at certain times in, 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 you know, in the world, you know, whether it, it appeared in the 1800s and even previously... And now it's sort of laying dormant because we haven't really had a, a Nessie sighting in quite a while. Um, and then maybe it'll appear like 10, 20 years from now, you know. Maybe it slips through like some kind of dimensional portal or something. I don't, I don't fucking know. Um, but, God, like there's, there's so many different things out there to believe in, you know. But I guess the most important thing, the very, 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 very most important thing to believe in is in yourself, you know? Be proud of who you are. Be proud of the color skin that you have, of of the teeth that you have. Like, maybe they're a little crooked. I actually have a chip in my one of my front teeth. And I always tell, I used to tell people I got that in a fight. I really, and I'm I'm confessing to you guys right now because I trust you guys. <laughs> but I chipped it trying to get a, a box of cereal when I was younger, and I fell. I was trying to climb the counter, and I slipped and I fell, and I my tooth land my front like mouth my tooth landed on the counter and chipped it, and it's been chipped ever since. The dentist told me that it's fine, and he was saying that like I was actually lucky that it didn't that fall didn't push my fucking tooth like into my skull or whatever but it's chipped and that's why it's there and i don't care like i think i think accepting who you are is that first step to empowerment you know like just just walking around thinking that and i'm not trying to say i'm not trying to say that you should think that you're better than everybody else but you should think that you do have some strength in you right that makes you stand apart from everybody else, makes you unique, makes you different, because none, not one of us is the same, you know? We, we share a lot of the same things, we're into a lot of the same stuff, but we're all different. And I think it's important to embrace that difference within each and every one of us, you know? Accept and love who you are and empower yourself to be strong in this world. Because there's a lot of fucking things out there that's going to try to take you down, try to challenge you, try to kill you, for Christ's sakes, you know? Anyway, this whole thing with Minnesota and Floyd, like, jeez, man. Jesus Christ. I can't even believe it. Like, And, and then it's like, there's an, there's an uprise. Shout out to Uprise in Chicago, by the way. <laughs> Dope-ass skate shop. Um, but I'm sorry. It's not a plug. I just love that skate shop. 
So if you ever make it out to Chicago and you want to buy a skateboard, go to Uprise. Um, totally not sponsored by them or anything, <laughs> but I said the word Uprise and I felt like I, I, I needed to shout them out. But anyway, the, so the, an incident like this happens is an Uprise, right? Black Lives Matter. And then you get the fucking argument where it's like, oh, all lives matter. No, idiots. Like, this is a black individual who died, like, stupidly, wrongly. Like, I can't just, I can't imagine that a human being would be killed like that, man, you know? So it's Black Lives Matter, for Christ's sakes. This is... This is about black people, you know, and I understand we're all humans and we're all we all supposed to be equal and whatever. But this incident happened to a black man. okay? And it keeps happening to black people. It keeps happening like it doesn't stop, you know, like it it just keeps fucking going. So like there'll be an uprise. There's going to be a hashtag shared around. There's going to be, you know, say Floyd's name. It's going to be um, change.org. There's going to be donate to the family, donate to Minneapolis or Minnesota or whatever. Donate. Do your thing. Do your part. You know, post his photo. Make, like, remember him. Keep his name alive. Keep his image alive. All that stuff, right? And then, like, we move on as as a society like we just move on to the next thing the next hashtag and things aren't really forgotten but they're put aside you know like i think that as individuals as humans of the world we need to stop doing that we need to stop being so fickle about stuff about social um important social situations and experiences like we need to keep things in the forefront you know and think about them and and try to be that change that you want to see you know and i don't mean to be like a you know the t-shirt or whatever but like you 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 literally need to be part of the force that changes things and not just like lets it happen again because how jesus christ how many times is an innocent man going to die over stupid fucking prejudice over all these just ignorant fucking issues oh my god okay i'm working myself up i probably shouldn't be (laughs) delving much more into this but like i think it's important man to just keep it in the forefront and keep keep acting keep um acting out and keep the uprise going because we need this fire to keep burning, you know? We need to prevent things like this from happening again and again and again and again. You know, we always say that there's always a march, there's always activism, but and then things sort of fall back to the way that they were, you know? We need to be part of that change. Like we have to, it's essential. It's super essential. It's 2020. We're dealing with all this bullshit with the coronavirus and, and you know, the pandemic that's going around. But we need to be a part of this change all together. We need to come together and we need to make sure that people aren't killed or even discriminated against for the, color, the simple color of their skin, man. You know, 
Love is an important emotion. It's a very strong one. Love can prevail if we choose to do so and if we choose to keep doing so. Believe me, like love is the answer. Anyway, have you guys been watching <laughs> what we do in the shadows? Because holy Christ, like I, I, I haven't watched this week's episode yet, but Jackie Daytona, like I'm, I'm not trying to spoil anything for anyone who hasn't watched the show, um, but oh my God, Jackie Daytona is like my new favorite character um, in television land. Like he's <laughs> the fucking episode. And it starts, it stars Mark Hamill too as Jim the Vampire. Um, Jim the Vampire comes in and he's got a feud um, uh, with Laszlo on the show. And Laszlo skips fucking town and he, he, he goes to Pennsylvania because it, he's a, he, he, lo- he likes it because it sounds like Transylvania. <laughs> After all that nonsense on Staten Island, I cut loose to Pennsylvania because it sounded like Transylvania. We all know that sounds cool. I infiltrated the township posing as your average American Yankee Doodle Dandy. And I took over Lucky Brew's Bar and Grill. The previous owner, he mysteriously disappeared because I killed him. Drinks on the house! And I've not looked back since. I now go by the name of Detona. Jackie Detona. And I'll tell you something. Jackie Detona's life, it ain't so bad. What better show out there that exists than what we do in the shadows like there is none there is no better show if you're not watching it you're fucking up in life trust me oh my god i love the show i love jackie daytona i love laszlo i love everybody really like i love everybody on the show and in, in the beginning when i first started watching the first season i wasn't a huge fan of i forget his name for for right now for podcast purposes i should be writing shit down so i can remember these details um but the energy vampire like the at first at the very like i think when i when he was first introduced i was like okay this is kind of a little dumb a little silly a little too much right um and the thing is in the movies in the first in the movie there's only one movie um the swearwolves that balance that right tone of like silliness and goofiness but at the same time fucking hilarious you know just the idea, the notion of a swearwolf. Hilarious. So when the, ener- when the energy vampire showed up, for a second there, for a moment, for a hot moment, I kind of checked out. I was like, okay, I'm not really on board with... Like, I understand what you're doing. I totally understand. But it's a little much, Right? Jesus Christ, midway into the first season, I fucking love that guy. <laughs> and I, I, I feel bad because I can't remember his name. Um, I'm, I suck with details. So I, I really should prepare a little bit better going forward with this, with this podcast. But it's brilliant just the way that he uses his vampiric powers to suck energy from others. <laughs> you know? like, there's a long-running gag that whenever he's in the room talking to the rest of the vampires, everybody just gets super tired. <laughs> and actually there's one episode in this new season where um he becomes a powerful energy vampire 
and sucks everybody's energy to the point of like you know getting aging and getting old and being super tired <laughs> almost coma like you know but god i love this show it it's after it's all said and done and I, I hope it doesn't like you know turn into one of these shows that just gets to be too much you know because it's just it's a fascinating brilliant show and and the level of comedy on the show surpasses everything else it's it, as far as i'm concerned like i i have a very distinct um comedic sense like i cer- i find certain things fucking hilarious um i'm really into like deadpan humor and just like um corny shit like i i i can do puns all day dumb jokes i'm all about that stuff this show embodies all of that you know what i mean it's such a it's such a great show and when it's all said and done i feel like it's going to go down as one of the best shows ever speaking of shows i did mention in the last uh episode and by the way i'm not sure how far apart i'm going to release these episodes but since i last spoke to you guys um the last dance um season finale came and went oh my god what a great documentary like now i i realize the show has its issues okay but wow like what a great great documentary and you know it kind of shed a little bit more light on just who michael jordan is as an individual who like put it this way to be the man to basically put a team on your back and win championship after championship after championship and then retire and then come back and then win championship after championship after championship like you have to be of a certain mindset to do that and it's very evident when you watch this documentary that this guy is just on another fucking level when it comes to competition you know when it comes to competing and winning this guy embodies all of that and there's a reason why he's michael jordan you know so didn't make me like him any less it just i think it really made me respect who he is you know like that that name that michael jordan mystique like there's nobody that can be like him there's nobody that has that sense of competitive edge and passion the way that he does you know um so that's conveyed very well on the documentary um i wish they kind of delved a little bit further into certain aspects like like my boy craig hodges you know there wasn't really any any real you know depth with him aboard like he was one of my favorite three-pointers of all time like he actually set that record back when when he did that three-point contest um during that all-star game and yet they don't really talk about him very much like i think he was a very essential part uh, an integral part of the first um championship years you know and and they don't they sort of like they mention him and then they move on really quickly so i i do wish that they focused on other aspects of um certain bulls teams throughout the years back then in the 90s um rather than making this feel like it's really a michael jordan documentary you know um but after it's all said and done all 10 episodes 
God, like I can't wait to watch rewatch this over and over again. Like the fact that Michael Jordan almost and I, I know this is pretty well known in the sneaker community, but the fact that he almost signed with Adidas, like it'd be a whole totally different fucking world these days. Like there'd be no Jordans out there. You know what I mean? Like there would be I don't know. I don't even know what they would be. Like can you even wrap wrap your mind around the notion that Michael Jordan was on adidas instead of nike you know like that would have just been a totally different environment like it it just totally different totally different vibe everything like i don't know i don't know it's one of those things where you, you can sit and ponder all day long and think about and be like wow like that would have been crazy you know but it happened the way that it happened you know <laughs> It's crazy. I don't know. I could sit here and talk about this shit all day, but I guess the main reason for me recording this particular episode is because, I mean, I will get to, trust me, I will get to Deep Red because I feel like this podcast should be, it should be devoted to the, you know, those kinds of things. And I think that I should spend some time talking about these important things as well, you know, because at the end of the day, we're a bunch of humans who do stupid shit, but we could be a beautiful race as well. One race. Beautiful. You know what I mean? Like, we could we could be such amazing people. And, and there are amazing people in this world, if you pay attention. But there's also a lot of negativity and a lot of hate out there. And I just think it's important talk about that stuff because we're in 2020 now and that shit shouldn't exist but it does no matter where you go you could be in a starbucks right and there's still some kind of level of hate i don't know i'll let you think about that for a second anyway i think that's all i got just be better guys go out there and be better try to change the world as much as you can and then when you're done go home and watch what we do in the shadows because i guarantee that's a good time every fucking time and trust me if you haven't seen it just remember the name jackie daytona yes sir (laughs) love it anyway thanks for listening guys that's my time i will be here next time hopefully you are too Hopefully I didn't bore you. A couple recommendations um, because I'm such a huge fan of these other shows. Like I totally recommend them. They're, they're cool people. I love listening to cool people. And um, these are a couple that I want to recommend. The strange sessions. Great, great show. They, they delve into exploring the world of uh, paranormal stuff of unexplained things, true crime, um, all these different uh, beliefs out there, um, these conspiracy theories out there that exist, you know, they explore all that cool stuff. And not only that, they, their personalities are amazing. And the way that they mesh together, uh, they got such a good um, chemistry. Um, it's uh, Krista and Kurt, and they co-host this show called The Strange Sessions. And I'm so addicted to that show. I, I, lo- I download it whenever there's a new one. And like I said, they, they explore a whole multitude of different topics. 
Um, so if you're into that stuff, um, unexplained things and even things that are um, eventually solved, they do go in depth with a lot of these cases out there. Um, but check them out. The Strain Sessions with uh, Kurt and Krista. Um, and also, Kicking the Seat is a great film podcast. Um, it's got my friend Ian on there. He just has such a great mind when it comes to uh, talking about f- cinema, all the different kinds of cinema, whether it's um, the new Scooby-Doo movie that just came out or it's an old Jallo film that he wants to explore, like an old Dario Argento film. Um I will actually be, uh, if it hasn't already come out by the time you hear this, I'm sure it has, because I'm pretty lazy when it comes to posting things or editing things or whatever. Um, But check out Kicking the Seat. Um, Ian's a really cool dude, and he's really talented too. Like He's actually an artist, and um, just hearing um, him expounding on certain things when it comes to certain elements... Uh, of of some of these films very very interesting stuff very fascinating so check out kicking the seat and also check out the strange sessions both really cool um oh 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 before i go let me kick something else <laughs> before i go um if you're into sarah silverman um i think she's hilarious um i loved her in wreck it ralph um but if you like her, um, check out check her out on Instagram, and I think she's got like a Twitter or whatever. But she fights. Um, she she plays Call of Duty. Um, I think it's the World War Two one uh, where she fights Nazis, and she's fighting Nazis with her friend, and they're just talking about all this crazy stuff, and it's just fucking hilarious to just sit there and watch and listen to. Like sometimes I'll just listen to her uh, killing Nazis while talking about uh, pubic hair or or having a yeast infection or whatever the fuck comes in into her mind. Like she's I think she's a great, hilarious comedian and I could listen to her on a commute home playing call like I'm not really one of those guys that likes to watch other people playing video games, but goddamn, like she's super entertaining. Oh you fucking cunt Wow. Barber. I was trying to think of a word. Hunt barber. <laughs> That's kind of good. Yay! Yay, I killed you. Yay! Yay, I killed you. Yay! Pew you like preferences. Pew preferences? Um, For a man or for a woman? Both. I should say for myself or for a partner. I <laughs> like mine as a nice triangle trimmed at like a two on a beard trimmer shaved the corners and i shaved just like the undercarriage if i'm gonna have sex on a man i like a full bush if it's like the bush is out of control and it makes his penis look tiny or something then yeah shave it down on like a four but you know when guys shave their um pubes off it's very porny it does kind of look hot but it creates a lot of sorus for this girl's vagina because um, even if it's shaved real clean, there's going to be like microscopic stubble and that's fucking brutal on the major rubbing that occurs during sex. And, you know, then I've got like healing time. Right.
you know, it's just one of those things where, like, she'll post a video here and there. I think uh, she broadcasts live on Twitch or something. But super fucking hilarious. And, I mean, what else are you doing during this whole pandemic? I realize things are starting to open up. But it's just another form of entertainment that you can click on. Anyway, check that out. Check out those other podcast shows um, that I recommended. Um, And watch what we do in the shadows. Anyway, guys, that's all I got for you. That's all I got. I don't have anything else. I'm sorry. Um, Thanks for listening. And I hope to see you next, or I hope to talk with you next time. (laughs) Take care. Be good. And spread love everywhere. Love you guys. Hold it now.